Hello, folks. <laughs> We're glad to be here on what you're not hearing. I had to that's right. had to clarify because last week I messed it up. Hey, that's all right. My, it's been a wild ride, man. It has been. Episode four. Episode four. I, I think it's going to get, like, I'd say give it a month or two, and I'll be losing track and... Looking like a doofus, not knowing the at which episode we're on. I try to make a note of it on my um, little liner sheet. Um, we actually have an announcement this week. Woo! Um, a new podcast. We're only four episodes in, and we got a new podcast. What is this? <laughs> we're we're really confident, aren't we? But um, we've actually had a new member sign on to our team, and his name is Branson Leet. And I've got one note from him. Um, I, just one thing he wanted me to say. And he is very handsome. That's the, that's what he wanted yeah. us to tell. He's very handsome. So, But no, the podcast is going to be called What You're Not Watching. And it's a similar idea to this one to where we're going to introduce you to stuff that you're not watching. Whether it's movies or series or anything like that. And uh, Branson is going to be taking the lead on that. And... Me and Brady will be on there sporadically. Maybe both of us, you know, we'll probably be on the first couple ones just to kind of get it going. But it's going to be Branson's podcast. We're just kind of hosting it in a way. So if you like movies, if you're a cinephile or even if you're not, you know, go ahead and give that a listen. And Brady, you know, we, we were talking like once we get into the podcast, we have three different opinions, right? So like, Bray or Branson is the the crazy movie guy. He knows about the movies, right? Then then you're you know a lot about movies, but maybe not as much as Branson. You're kind of yeah. the more of a casual fan. Mm-hmm. And then I'm real casual. I mean, I don't go to the movie theater a lot or watch a lot of movies, but I enjoy them. So you're gonna get three different perspectives from that. So it's exciting when you say Brady. Yeah, it's really exciting, and I, even if you're not really into movies, it's something you want to tune into, because Branson's vast knowledge of every genre of movie, each like decade, time period, I mean, he, he's got a really good setup coming for that show, so just be looking out for that. Uh, it'll, it'll be on social media here soon, we'll have an Instagram account set up for it, and um, yeah, what you're not watching. Yeah, speaking of social media... Um, we've put out some posts this week thanking all of you who have been listening. And uh, I just want to reiterate that again. Just uh, We reached over 100 downloads already through the first three episodes. And each one's getting a little bit more than the last. And our demographic is changing. So we understand it's not just our parents listening at this point. There's actually a lot of our friends and co-workers and stuff like that listening in so another big shout out and uh, please if you know anybody that likes music in any kind of way uh, you know these first three episodes are a good way to see what we're doing if you think somebody would enjoy that share it on yeah and it's, it's been a really fun journey so far and we're, we're just scratching the surface honestly um, right I was really excited to get that email that said 100 downloads I mean that just really yeah. made my day it's, it's really good it's really to know cool. that people are enjoying what we're doing and really interested in learning about music. So it's great. And along with that, um, 
you know, we're, we're setting up this new podcast and there's probably going to be more projects in the future, but, uh, to kind of help support all that, we're going to set up a Patreon account and the Patreon, for those of you who know what a Patreon is, there's usually tiers that let you get some different things, you know, different access to things, but where we are right now, we need help kind of creating some tiers, but you know, you can donate pledge as much money as you want and that would go a long way into fueling some of these new podcast ideas and going into our ultimate goals which is traveling to festivals and getting you exclusive content from people and you know maybe one day having a festival of our own we've talked about a lot too so no pressure don't feel like you have to especially right now if you don't have money don't donate because we know everything's crazy right now but we are going to set it up just as a a way that you guys can help support us if you feel that way and we we would appreciate every penny and hopefully we can get those tiers set up to where you're getting some kind of merch or you know a cd from an artist or something whenever you do donate or pledge any mm-hmm. a certain amount of money and yeah music festivals those um that's going to be something in the future that you need to be looking out for because we got that in the works we got all kinds of plans. Too many. I got a <laughs> Too big many. old sheet just laying around with all our plans. What sheets? Sorry. Hey, that's all right. You know, it's it's a good thing to dream, everybody. It's a good thing to have a goal, especially right now. I mean, I'm working. Brady's working, but especially with my job, I, I can't be there. So sometimes it's really hard because I deal with people every day and now I'm dealing with people online that's hard so having this podcast to be a creative outlet and especially where I had to cancel like 30 shows already this year Mm. so you know it's good to have a creative outlet definitely um sir have you been spinning any records this week I have been spinning some records and um I have Two, I want to share, because one technically wasn't on vinyl, and I felt guilty for including one that wasn't vinyl. But uh, the vinyl I've been spinning is this sweet collection of 45s that I got from the massive collection that we talked about last week. Mm -hmm. But it's uh, Chet Atkins' Galloping Guitar, and there's two 45s and eight tracks on those 45s, and it's just really cool stuff. If if you like Chet Atkins, if you like early Chet Atkins, it's pretty much quintessential, some of the song selections and what he did. Um, the other one is kind of the evolution of Chet Atkins. Um, it's Tommy Emanuel's Best of Tommy songs that just came out. And it's a collection of all of what he thinks are his greatest hits and his favorite songs that he's recorded over the years. A couple new ones, at least new to me, that I haven't heard before. So... If you're into acoustic music, if you're into um, thumb style, finger style guitar, if you're into this kind of stuff, and you haven't heard of Tommy Emanuel, I mean, he's the greatest guitar player alive, probably the greatest player ever from, a, from you know, the all the styles he plays and how he does everything so well. So that's what I've been spinning. What about you, Brady? I like that. I've been spinning some Boston this week. I, I know we uh, we talked about Boston in the first episode, talked about first um, debut albums that were great from cover to cover. 
mentioned John Prine's John Prine self-titled album. This one's another self-titled album, Boston by Boston. And I used to wear this album out in high school. And honestly, it's been like two years since I've listened to it in full. And it was a really good, just kind of refreshing thing to put it back on the table and, you know, get the feel for it again. But I'll tell you... Boston from Boston. I'll tell you what, for being... Not necessarily a pop rock record, but still kind of poppier on the for the time it was in. You can still hear a little bit of the prog influence in it, you know, mm-hmm. especially on um that foreplay long time little track yeah. they got. Yeah, I mean, when I think of prog rock, I think of organs, and I think of just kind of these weirdly constructed, you know, intervals or introductions or so. I, I would agree there's a little bit of prog on that record. Now, you talk about a little bit more pop on that record. Would you call it like Baroque pop or Baroque rock? Kind of like, like, so when I think of that, I think of Queen when I think of like Baroque rock. I'm not really too familiar in what makes Baroque rock. I just think of Queen. I can see what you're getting at. I mean, I just see it as more pop on, on my spectrum. I don't know why. It probably just, is. You know, starting out with more than a feeling. I mean, all these songs were probably radio hits, if not like leaving out maybe one They're still two. radio hits. Yeah, that's... You ever put on 100.1 WKQ? Yeah, that's... They only played is... four songs, and Boston's one of them. <laughs> more than a feeling. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been spinning this week. Awesome. Really good to get Very back cool. into that. Yeah. And share with us what you're spinning as well. We've had a few people chime in so on all of those social media posts you, if, if you're not following it you should be okay but share with what you're spinning yeah follow us panther magic 15 for <laughs> mr david austin tackett brady vice for brady trent vice and i love local music is what we're posting all our podcast stuff on right now and that kind of doubles as a media page where we're posting um our live from home videos right now and hopefully we can get back to doing our um, actual sit-down sessions and recording live concerts here soon. That's very, yeah, very true. Looking forward. Yeah, to Yeah, the quarantine is not going to stop the content from coming. Mm-mm. We've been it's getting just a lot of be in a different way. It. It's awesome. Today's topic I have been thinking about all week and kind mm-hmm. of you know just going through my library and looking. I'll tell you what, this is going to be a fun episode. I, I believe it is. So, so our topic this week is the music that is the weirdest on our Spotify or Apple Music. Okay, and this idea kind of spawned from our thinking that when you're young and you search music and you're kind of getting into music more and more, um, there comes a point where you start finding weird stuff that you like and you don't really know why. And uh, I don't, I don't know. It's it's kind of embarrassing, would you say, Brady Vice? A lot of these, I'm not very happy that I have to talk about them because now I, I kind of feel exposed. But I like them <laughs> for some odd reason. I'll You're exposed, you Brady. Yeah, exposed. You'll never have a good reputation ever again as a music fan no one will ever ask me for my opinion on music ever again after this episode (laughs) Uh, all right so i'm gonna pass the baton to you first 
Now, okay. you said you had a list of 10, so I made a list of 10, but I also have honorable mentions. So where do you want to start? I'll start with those honorable mentions. I'll just I'll just kind of run through them real quick. Um, the first one is a song titled The Night G.G. Allen Came to Town Okay. by um, the Drive-By Truckers. I know you're probably familiar. That's Jason Isabel's old band, and um, I can't remember the other guy. Maybe it's like Robert something, but yeah. I mean, it, that song is just an odd tune. It's not really a weird song per se, but just the title kind of captured me. So I, I have mm-hmm. it sitting in my library. Just listen to it every once in a while. Um, second one is The Eve of Multiplication by Mr. Yeah, John, John Hartford. Hartford. I I was I was really close. I've got a John Hartford song on my list, of course. But I was really close to throwing that on there, but I just couldn't. Just because it's not kind of a full song. But mm-hmm. it's, it's still an awesome. It's I, it's, it's a strange song. I like it. To, definitely fits the list. Yeah, I like to play it a lot. And then, um, have you ever heard of the Texas Tornadoes? I've never heard of these Texas Tornadoes. The Texas Tornadoes is a red dirt mariachi blend. I think they're Spanish. Okay. <laughs> it's weird. Okay, so they have. They'll put out an album, but they'll put it out as. English version and they'll put out a Spanish version for every album. Well, they've got one track. Okay. They've got a couple of tracks that are pretty funny tracks, but um, I found one that's actually in Spanish that I enjoy, and it's titled "Hey Baby, Que Pasa," <laughs> which translates to "Hey Baby, What Happened." Just kind of asking how the relationship would determine. Well, but I, it's just really odd and upbeat. Now, this reminds me of something, Brady. At one point in time, I was shown a video of a surf rock band that were all Spanish, and they wore luchador outfits and masks. Really? And I did not remember the name of them, so if someone out there can remember the name of them, a surf rock luchador band. They might have just been called, like, the luchadors or something. (laughs) I mean, but it's like, and what's crazy, it was like five of them playing lead guitar and just, like, surf rock. Like it was, it's really cool stuff, but I can't remember their name. So we need to find that. What are your honorable mentions? Okay. So I have a few here. Um, First, I have Children's Story by Slick Rick. (laughs) And for anybody who knows Slick Rick, um, he was just an interesting, he had an interesting style. It's not, it's not really talking. It's not really rapping, but I don't know if he, if he was trying to go for like a, Fresh Prince kind of thing, but he was obviously a lot dirtier than Fresh Prince. Yeah. Uh, and then The Far Side uh, with a song called Oh Shit. <laughs> and so that's an that's like a, a weird point in my life when I was l- trying to find kind of obscure 80s and 90s rap and hip-hop, and it fits in there. It's just, it's it's weird. Um, for for what I listen to now, I guess is why I put it on there. Um, the Fruit Bats, Picture of a Bird. Um, the Fruit Bats are a very, I, I, th- I believe it's one guy, and he just kind of records everything. And I'm not even sure if he plays live. I actually have seen the Fruit Bats live. I saw them you've last year. You've seen the Fruit year. Bats live? Yes. I, I was at Railbird, and I'd never heard of them before, and I actually got front row for their set. And it was awesome, dude. 
The, the guy the actually. Fruit bats are weird. He, he's so weird, but he came out in the crowd. And he was just like talking to everybody. It was so it was so odd. But yeah, he does have a band behind okay. him. I, it might just be his live band. Okay. Well, it's good to know. Um, but picture of a bird. You probably would have remembered that one if they played it. Did they play it? I don't think they did. I think that he um, actually put an album out in like 2018 or 17 that okay. they're kind of still pushing a little bit. Now, the reason I heard of the Fruit Bats was they had a song on one of like a Michael Sarah movie, and that tells you like the kind of music it is. Mm-hmm. Um, next, I have the Pokey Rap from Pokemon. <laughs> um, Growing up as a kid, you listen to the po- I still I I never learned the pokey rap. I'm not going to try to lie and say that I have, but it's the pokey rap. Like you grew up, you watch Pokemon, you like Pokemon, you just it's a part of your childhood, and it's on there. Um, and then my last honorable mention is D A Wallace or Wallace. I don't know how to pronounce his name. W A L L A C H. But a song called Glowing, and I first heard that song because Tyler, the creator, when I was really into him, when I was in high school, as you know, Brady. Yeah. Um, he produced the music video. And I think this song for this strange, like nerdy looking kid. And, uh, it's, it's kind of a, a tragic song in a way. Um, it's kind of, I, I think it's about, I, I can't really say positive because obviously some songs are a little bit more cryptic than others, but this one I'm pretty sure is about falling in love with somebody um, through a nuclear bombing. Hmm. And like, and like the, the, the chorus is like, we'll still be glowing or something of the thing. So, you know, even though they got bombed, they're still in love, they're still glowing, even though it's from radiation. <laughs> So I thought that was a strange one. Um, um, oh, actually, I have one more. And I thought this one, I, I saw this one this morning when I was double-checking my list. It's 96 Quite Bitter Beans by CKY. And for anybody who knows who CKY is, I applaud you. And um, the reason why I listen to that is because Bam Margera of Jackass fame that was one of his favorite bands. And back when MTV was putting out that content, Bam Margera, and what was it, House of Bam or something? I don't yeah. remember. But they were on there, and they played that song, and I thought it was cool when I was like eight years old. So it found its way into my Spotify at some point. Yeah, I've never really gotten too into CKY. I've never, um, aside from hearing a few songs, I've not heard that song either. But. You need to put the pokey rap. You need to learn it and put that into your set list, man. That'd be a good. It probably would get some head turns going into set break. Just put down the <laughs> put down the guitar, man, and just all right, guys. It's pokey rap time. Acapella, it just <laughs> straight up. I can get like a the pentatonics behind me to do the the beats and okay. stuff. Okay, I'd say you could get them pretty cheap. They, yeah, that's not. Yeah, I think so. It's Unless I'm doing Christmas. Oh, that's that's when they're in high demand. <laughs> that's all right. Okay, I'll start with my list. Number one. How do you want to do this? You do you want to trade one back and forth? I think Kinda I think like it'd be we good if did? we could just go one and then back and then just talk about it for a bit. Works. Awesome. Perfect. My number one is believe. 
by Cher. Believe by Cher. A terribly auto-tuned track that has become one of my favorites to play on the touch tunes at Applebee's. <laughs> Me and Branson Lee were at Applebee's one night, and um, he's playing a bunch of Robbie Dupree songs, Hot Rod Hearts, and uh, you ever heard of Robbie Dupree? I have no idea who you that is. You need to look up Robbie Dupree on YouTube. Okay. He's got some good tracks. And I was thinking of the most obscure song that I could put on to mess with people. And in my time, at the, at the time, Believe by Cher was in my head. So I go over there, and hey, I played it twice because <laughs> it was I had a dollar and it was 50 cents a play. So I played it back to back. <laughs> so, and people see you walk to the touch tunes and know you're kind of like mischievously going about mm-hmm. something. So I get back to the table and it starts... <laughs> Do you believe in life? And then everybody just starts looking at me, and I, my face is just blood red. But I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm proud. A mark on your head. I'm proud of my accomplishment. <laughs> believe by Cher. That song is one of those songs that, growing up, you have to sing along with it. It doesn't matter race, gender, how old you are, nothing. It crosses all barriers, and you just sing it, and you do that little snap and head bob to it i mean it's it's share i mean that might be the only share song that i truly know and is that a crime to be into music and only know like one or two share songs i know that she has more i know that she was an icon but that was 20 years before i was born she was an icon so I mean, I've never had the itch to deep dive into Cher lore or her prior albums. I know she was in um, Mamma Mia 2, which I enjoyed. <laughs> but other than Mama that, Mia. Oh, those movies are masterpieces. But I won't get on that today. We'll get on that in the what you're not watching. What you're not watching. What's your number one, man? Okay, so my number one's a bit of a cop-out because it's actually a band And this is a band I found while trying to Spotify Weird Al's Amish Paradise. And I remember this moment. uh, I was in college, and I lived with a couple of my good friends, and we we rented a house. And we'd all put our doors open, and we'd all be either playing music together or playing video games together, whatever. Not studying, because we were in college, right? Yeah. And I had some speakers in my room, and we'd always play funny, you know, Tenacious D, Weird Al, and we'd sing them because that's, you know, what we did. And I tried to put on Amish Paradise one day, and I found a band called Amish Electric Chair. That, <laughs> okay. And I, and I just looked at them again today. They have like 23 followers or listeners a month on Spotify. And they are a death metal band. Um, and you'll just have to listen to some specific songs, but Amish Electric Chair, the uh, the weirdest name that I've probably ever seen for a band. Maybe, I don't know. But I just thought it needed to be mentioned with their name. And to be honest, other than the few songs I put on after finding that and playing for my friends... I've never listened to them again, but they popped up on my Spotify <laughs> and I knew it needed to be mentioned. If there's any Amish electric chair fans out there, 
I, we need to know because that is, it's something. That is merch I would buy just to have a shirt that says Almond Electric <laughs> Chair on it and proudly wear that amongst town and get weird looks from <laughs> Amish folk. The Amish. Okay. <laughs> My number two is one I've texted you about before. Blood on the Saddle by Tex Ritter. Blood on the Saddle, Tex Ritter. There was blood. <laughs> a very graphic tune. You don't realize it when you're listening to it for the first time because you, oh, you you can't get over him just saying, there was blood on the saddle. <laughs> but it's a song about um, <laughs> a cowboy who died when his horse <laughs> mashed his head in. It's very, very graphic. But, I mean, just the way he says blood on the saddle each time gets me. Now, one thing about Tex Ritter that makes this song and all of his songs great is he's such a good storyteller. And, like, he's one of those people that sometimes through his songs he just talks, you know, instead of singing. And to have that kind of personality telling a gruesome story, you, like a murder ballad, all right. I've heard plenty of murder ballads. Mm-hmm. But this is this is about a horse dying, you know, so yeah. it's, it's, well, it's different. Th- this song is kind of, like, reminiscent of... Um the Leuven Brothers song, they when they sang the Knoxville Girl, you ever heard that? Mm-hmm. It's it's a very upbeat song for something that's so gruesome and sad, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. It's odd, and it deserves its place on the list. Mm-hmm. Any song, if someone would sing a song about any animal dying, you know, and in a serious manner, I think it's it's weird enough on its own. Yes, sir. Oh. <laughs> uh, Okay, well, I'll go with my second one here, Brady. Yes, sir. And uh, this one, I had a song in mind. This this particular artist was in mind. Mm-hmm. And I followed him on Spotify for a long time. But I looked the other day, and he is no longer on Spotify. So I have to just put his name. His name is Brahma Sukarma. And the one weekend I spent in New York City playing music which was the least favorite moment of my life being in New York City having to drive around Um, we played a show a so far show and so so far shows for those of you listening that aren't familiar um, it's this kind of national conglomerate of these so far like little people that host these different shows and they're like house shows and it's known that people go and you listen and you you don't have your phone on and you just listen. It's kind of like a hippie thing. But there's you play a couple of songs and we played one with this this guy and he had this strange high-pitched voice and he would sing kind of like this. Kind of like Ice J.J. Fish in a way. <laughs> but he, he had a keyboard and he'd loop his keyboard and play like these weird insane jazz chords yeah but like it wasn't like it was extremely awesome but it was so unique and he stood out and he's always stood out in my mind and i really wish that he was still on spotify he might be on youtube or something i didn't look but he's just like this lo-fi ambient jazz it's just really strange and if you're into lo-fi if you're in the ambient music like soundscapes even 
Um, this guy is definitely worth a listen if you can find him, and that's Brahma Sukarma. Strange name as well. I doubt that's yeah, his real name. Very strange. Actually, whenever I went to um, Jimmy Can't Dance with Birdlaw to record them for the YouTube channel, the um, guy that was playing the house music, he was playing that kind of, like how you describe that guy's sound. And I, I really wish I would have asked him for the playlist just to see what kind of stuff he's got in Maybe there. it was Brahma Sukarma. It could have been very well. He relocated <laughs> to Louisville. Louisville KY. <laughs> My number three. Crazy Eddie's Last Hoorah. Okay, you have to explain this one to it's me. It's by a band out of um, Idaho called Reckless Kelly, who was okay. actually fairly influential in the Red Dirt scene. It's kind of odd thinking a band from I'm Idaho. I'm familiar yeah. with, with Reckless Kelly. Yeah, a band from Idaho being very big in like the Texas music scene and Oklahoma music scene. But it's a... Well, um, then you know of cross-Canadian ragweed then, right? Cody Canada. Oh, you know her across Canada? I actually don't. You'll have I to look them up. Not. Okay, I'm but, um, write that down. They were covering it at, um, they were covering this song, and he described it so well. He said, it's a song about killing a woman because she pissed you off. <laughs> and wow. that, that's literally what it is. That's pretty straightforward. Yeah, and all I got to say is, Crazy Eddie can't get over Joe Lee. <laughs> but you just got to listen to the tune. It's a, it's a really, it's... <laughs> It ends with a bang. Okay. Literally. A, a bang. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's my number three. Alrighty, so my number three, Brady, is um, a pretty cool song that some people might know about, but it's called To Be Simple by Leslie David Baker. And hmm. for people who don't know who Leslie David Baker is, it's Stanley from The Office. Um, really? And so, yeah. if I told you that Stanley from The Office was a musician, what kind of music would you think it would be? <laughs> Do you want my real answer or my... I want Just whatever you answer. think. Just whatever you think. Well, I was thinking like deathcore metal, like him putting on a, <laughs> a hair metal wig and just like... Head that banging. would be hilarious. But With a um, frown on his face at the same time. It's actually like a, a hip hop song. Hip hop rap song. I don't I don't it's all blended together too much for me to really say. But this what's great about this song is there's a music video that I discovered to go along with it where he is being stalked by a maid who's watching him in like waking up and going throughout a day. And he wakes up in bed with like six women <laughs> with half their clothes off. And his whole life is basically a party from there on. There's people drunk around the house, hung over, people in the pool, laying on his kitchen table. And the whole time he's just like, I want life to be simple. This is how I live life, to be simple. And it's just, it's so funny seeing Stanley from the office not only smile, not only laugh and but he's rapping and he's singing and he's with all these girls and you know if if you watch all the office I, have you watched all the office Brady mm -hmm. I've watched it about 3 times through So you know when he goes to Florida that Stanley Florida mm -hmm. Stanley Yeah it's like 10 times Florida Stanley is what I think of when I watch it Pretzel so, Day Stanley <laughs> Pretzel Day Stanley exactly <laughs> So 
To be simple, Leslie David Baker. If you're an Office fan, you have to look that up. You have to listen to it, watch the music video. Definitely going to look that up. Number four on my list is a spiritual. Okay. A spiritual that you didn't know you needed in your life, which I'm sure you've heard it tens of of times. Not hundreds, but just tens. Just tens of times, okay. Yeah, just tens of times. Dropkick Me Jesus. Dropkick Me Jesus. Bobby Bear. Goalpost Life. Yeah. Yes, sir. I mean... That's all. I mean, that's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> I mean, with a name like that, what more can you really say? What do you expect out of it? But it's a, it's a song that I think we all just need to listen to. I, I I'm hoping to play it in church one day, maybe learn it. You know, just maybe. I think it just might work. I'd get a lot of jaw drops, but <laughs> drop kick me, Jesus, through the goalpost. It's of life. it's it's really frank. I mean, sometimes you know you need that. You need to get right with God. You need to get right with God right now. You know, there's songs for that. If you don't love God, you don't love God if you don't love your neighbor. Hey, that's one that we sing. That that's mm-hmm. that's pretty frank, too. What's your number four? Yeah, four. Okay, so number four, I put a uh, kind of two things. Just because I didn't feel like either of them deserved like one each. So I, I melded them together. Mm-hmm. So one is the band Shinebox. And Shinebox is this weird, obscure, like just rock band that, to be honest, I'm not 100% sure where I met these guys because I know I met them and, I, I, and they gave me a CD or something. Because on Spotify, they have four monthly listeners. Um, but I think I met them in Charleston, West Virginia doing a radio show I think but they're just like this this strange like when you think about just rock music like I think about like the Foo Fighters kind of sound it's just rock music it's not hard rock it's not anything else it's not metal Mm -hmm. that's that's kind of stuff they are and then next to that is the band Steam Powered Giraffe um, have you ever heard of them? No, I have not. They're a little bit. They're they were kind of like a, a YouTube sensation for a little bit. Um, just these guys dressed up in uh, what's that word? Steampunk attire, and they kind of move around like robots, and they sing really strangely on purpose. But like a couple of their songs, like Honeybee, it's like a really, you know touching beautiful song in a way you know it's a love song calling the woman a honeybee comparing it you know in a a beautiful way but then you watch a video they're singing this great song but they're moving like robots and they're talking (laughs) and the name of their band steam powered giraffe and i know they're still putting out music and they have their own kind of niche following um but i didn't figure a lot of people knew about them because they were when youtube first started Maybe a year or two after that, Steam Powered Giraffe released a couple of music videos. And Dang, that's, so that's a while back. Yeah, they've been around for a long time. Um, Steam Powered Giraffe and Shinebox. I've got that wrote down. I'm going to have so much stuff to look up this afternoon. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat. And the, um, the theme kind of with mine is, I guess, bands, music that nobody knows that I've just randomly found. I guess that's less weird and more just strange. Because I, I would argue fo- that they're different. I kind of focus more on songs. 
but I mean, most of mine just, from here on out are songs. Yeah, but I, that's just because I don't have a bunch of weird actual groups. Because most of these songs are by actually decent, except for like two, but like <laughs> by decent, um, reputable artists, you know. So my number five is a song, a self or a title track off of the 2018 album by King Gizzard and the Lizard King Wizard. Gizzard and the Lizard what? King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Yes. It's titled Fishing for Fishies. <laughs> okay, I'm getting like a, a Primus vibe from this name. Mm, sort of. Actually, Primus makes an appearance on this list, but it's not Primus. Um, James Dillon actually kind of helped me get into King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard. He, um, I was just messaging him about it one day, and they're kind of a everything rock band. Okay. I think they have about like nine to ten studio albums, maybe even more. But this was in a Fishing for Fishies was in a string of albums that came out in 2018. I think they did four to five albums in one year. Wow. And they all very different. One of them is actually an album that's the concept of the album is once you finish it, you have the first song queued up to play again and it just keeps going. Never ending album. You know, it just all ties back together. So they're, they're proggy in a way, but it's more like hard rock prog kind of, but this song is not, this song is not hard at all. It's actually an anti-fishing song. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So, so stop fish cruelty, stop fish cruelty. Now, being from rural Kentucky, same as you, I don't think I've ever heard any anti-fishing anything. I haven't either, and it's not going to make me stop fishing by any means. <laughs> I just really enjoy it. It's fishing for fishy. <laughs> That's the whole <laughs> premise of the song and talking about how it hurts them and stuff like that. But it's it's just something huh. you got to listen to. It's, okay. it's amazing. Fishing for fishies. Check. I mean, personally, um, Primus was a band growing up that I was always fascinated with because they were so out there. And like, it's not like I listened to Primus, but I would turn them on just to like experience something different because they're so strange. And you said you had one, but it's not Primus, so I'll kind of hold back. Yeah. Well, I've got it next, actually, on my list. But um, Promise is one of those bands that I didn't really get into until last year. And once I got into them, I kind of hit the ground running, getting into Les Claypool's other projects. And yeah, Les what, Claypool as a musician, I mean, yeah, he, he's a crazy musician. He's a crazy dude who's done a lot of great stuff, mm-hmm. including the South Park theme song. Yes. I mean, there's your Les Claypool lesson right there, folks. <laughs> a Les lesson. All right, so I'll go to my number five, Brady. Mm-hmm. And this one is probably my favorite one on the list. It's it's called Talk Shit, Get Shot by Body Count. Wow. Now, Body Count is a metal band, okay? Mm-hmm. They're, they're not new metal, but they're rap metal, if that makes sense. So they're not Limp Biscuit, but they're, they're not Corn, but they're rap metal. It's just metal, and then they rap. It's different. But you'll never guess who the lead singer of Body Count is. Okay, so give me one hint, and then 
Give me, just give me one hit. Yeah. Your one hit is you like to drink it. Coffee. No. No, but you're close. It's it's in the same kind of family. So the lead singer of Body Count is Ice-T. Oh, my. <laughs> so Ice-T is the front man for the metal band Body Count. And that's the same rapper Ice-T, the same NCIS, whatever, <laughs> Law & Order, Ice-T, yeah. that Ice-T. And this song is hating on snitches, right? <laughs> the same kind of premise for his other rap songs, but talk shit, get shot. Right. What um? What year did this come out? This is, I believe, like two thousand eight or ten. It's pretty recent. It's not like old. It's his his new project, his rap rock, and I believe they still tour, and play. Body Count. Okay. <laughs> if if you want to hear something that will just make your jaw drop, mm-hmm. it, it's it's crazy. When uh, the reason I found this out, I had a friend in high school that. We always talked about weird stuff. Like he was the person I went to and we'd talk about strange music, strange movies, whatever. He's just, he had a knowledge about it and I was curious and we were friends. And so one day we got on YouTube, you know, I don't even remember, probably at lunch or something. And he pulls up, you know, Ice-T, the rapper? I was like, yeah. He's like, you like metal? I was like, sure. <laughs> and he pulls up <laughs> Body Count. And it's just... And the music video is also very strange. It's just Ice-T. Like, imagine a metal music video, everybody's head banging in the background, and Ice-T's up there rapping in your face, holding a gun to the camera, I think, at some point. <laughs> it's just, it's hilarious, and it's great. And in terms of metal, it's not going to redefine anything. Yeah. But it's Ice-T. Come on. So that's my number five. Um, Just like you said with Cher earlier, is it frowned upon if i've never heard an iced tea song but i know of him i don't think so because i think i'm in the same boat i have never heard an iced tea song ever but i've always known of him as either from ncis or from iced tea and coco they had that little tv show <laughs> that my mom got hooked on for like a week or two so i, just I don't even watch it with her i remember commercials but i, I never <laughs> even watched that We've made it to number six, and okay. now we can finally bring in the Primus talk. Okay. Which, um, this is a one of Les Claypool's side projects. Okay. Um, it's one of those things that is a self-titled album, and then the title track, it has a title track as well. Okay. So, like, imagine, like, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. Okay. Or Bad Company, Bad Company, Bad Company. It's one of those. And it's Oysterhead, Mr. Oysterhead. So okay. it's, clo- it's close enough to call it one. Um, it's actually Les Claypool and Trey Anastasio, I'm pretty sure is how you say his name, of um, Fish, mm-hmm. which is spelled P-H-I-S-H. Yeah. That's a funky band already. Uh, Just no, those man. two. It's, it's, when, you, when you get something that's like very jam-inspired and then... Pair it with Les Claypool's really like odd bass driven stuff, you get a really cool outcome. And this song is um, introducing you to Mr. Oysterhead. I still haven't really grasped the concept of the song just because it's it's one of those songs that you just kind of every time you listen to it, you hear something new 
and you sit mm-hmm. back in awe. But it's like it's start. It's like kind of like a story. It's like, come on, kitties, gather round. There's a new sensation in the town. Just talking about Mister Oysterhead. But. Well, knowing what I know from the Primus I've listened to, mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's probably some perverted underlying theme, probably with the whole band and the record and everything. So I'm sure Mister Oysterhead, in some way, is uh, something perverted or. Something dirty. More than certain there has to be. But I'd just like to see it as something just like funny. Yeah, that's true. I would also like to think of it that way. Um now I'm I'm not a big fish listener. I've I've only heard. I, I don't listen. And I don't really know why. I've just never been able to sit down with fish. That's probably a name of one of their albums, ironically. Sit down with fish. Well, I'm really into like jam music, like the Grateful Dead and stuff like that, <clears throat> older mm-hmm. jam music. And I've tried to get into like fish and widespread panic, and I can't. Uh, one reason is the <clears throat> people that are around the music, the fans of the music. When I started listening to the Grateful Dead, I've I met people, you know, that actually uh, listened to them too, and they were really open and you know trying to inform me about certain things. But when you talk to people about fish or something, or holler at somebody about them. They're just kind of arrogant and no, you can't have this or you can't come into it. Kind of. They're snotty. That's snotty the kind of vibe jam I got music. From it. Yeah, it's like it's mm. like higher class jam music. Yeah. Well, that would turn anybody away. Yeah. Um. Um. What's really funny about um fish to me? Every time I think of fish, I also think about real big fish the ska band from the 2000s yes now we could probably do a ska episode just for the irony but like whenever i think of real big fish and i think of ska music i think of michael Sarah, and i think of people that look like michael Sarah back in mm-hmm. the day and it's just for anybody who hasn't listened to ska music it really was a strange period in time and it just needs to be mentioned. Well, um, I don't know if you remember this. It was back when you were... Uh, were you a junior when I was a freshman in high school? Or Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm two it years It was back when we were playing football together, and we'd go to those Thursday night meals at churches. Okay, yeah. And I'd always ask an upperclassman to ride with them. Well, one time I asked you to ride with them, and I'm pretty sure you introduced me to Real Big Fish. You had him on the ox or something. You were, and I went home. I'm like, "What is this man?" You're like, "Real big fish." So I went home and I had like a whole like two weeks of skull, you know, listening, and then I just kind of dropped off of it. But well, um, the the reason I probably did that is my sister when she was in high school. She's a full four years ahead of me, so I never got to go school to her other than elementary school. But mm-hmm. she listened to skull in middle school when it was popular. Yeah. And so when I got to be middle school age, I was introduced to it. Same thing, like she listened to all the popular bands like Breaking Benjamin and (laughs) just those kind of bands and ska bands, Three Days Grace. So by the time I was in high school, you know, I was starting to explore that kind of music. And I'm sure, because I don't remember ever listening to Real Big Fish, but I'm sure that I would have played that for you. That sounds it like something I would have done. It could have just been ska, but I just remember 
riding with you and you, listening to that, like the trumpets with the punk. It, it's just, <laughs> it caught me off guard. <laughs> the ska episode coming soon. Ooh, yeah, we'll have to work on that one. What is, is your it? number six? All right, so number six is a dubstep song. <laughs> and as any true fan of dubstep knows, there are no true fans of dubstep. Um, as far as I've ever gathered, dubstep is almost like a stepchild of music. Do you feel that way? Like, you have EDM, which people are crazy about. You have um, just electronic music in general, lo-fi music. People are into that, but dubstep was always almost like a joke. So what I felt like. And I always felt bad because I enjoyed listening to dubstep back in the day. Like over something about its repetitiveness. And this was one of my favorite ones. It's called Predator. And the artist is Crispy. I don't know if he is a popular artist. I really don't know anything about dubstep. But uh, I heard the song on a video on YouTube in high school. And I don't really remember why I was so infatuated with it. But at some point, I took it to the basketball team. I was like, this needs to be the walkout music because it's kind of got all these these different predators like mixed in. You know how dubstep is. They'll put like documentary like tracks over over yeah. the drops and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like when the, the bass drops on this song, there's a big uh, panther screech. <laughs> and of course we were the Panthers yeah. mm-hmm. and I was like I was like this is a great idea the only problem was the drops like two and a half minutes into the song <laughs> and like they can't sit and wait to come out for two and a half minutes it wouldn't have made sense but Predator by Crispy um, it's 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 good dubstep I mean I don't listen to dubstep anymore I don't know about you Brady but if I did this is where I'd start I had a dubstep phase when I was in seventh grade, but that song, whenever you said Predator, I kind of imagined right before the drop, it um being like, hello, I'm Chris Hansen, <laughs> <laughs> and you're on oh, to catch gosh. a Predator. <laughs> that I've never be, thought of that. That would be a hit. I would listen to that. That, that would be <laughs> right up there on Trending on YouTube. Oh, my Chris Hansen. Um, yeah, that's my number six. What's your number six? <laughs> or, was, oh, you already did. It was your number seven. Your yeah. number seven. Oh, three little pigs. <laughs> okay. Have you ever heard of green jelly? No. You... <laughs> I've never heard of this green jelly. Let me write it down. Okay. Imagine it's the year is nineteen ninety three. Okay. You're walking into a music store. You're looking at the new releases. <laughs> One of the new releases is Serial Killer, spelled like actual, like you eat for breakfast cereal. Okay. By the band Green Jelly. <laughs> okay. I would be intrigued immediately. It's $5. Do you buy it or no? Yes, I buy it. Okay. You're greeted with a rendition of Three Little Pigs. <laughs> Imagine Megadeth. 
gosh. I'm already into it. That's all you had to say. Mixed with a little bit of like pre-grunge. And then like just weird vibes all around. So we're talking like hair of the dog. Yeah. Like that kind of pre-grunge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, I mean, this song is probably the weirdest one I have on my list. And you have to watch the music video when you listen to it for the first time. It's like a claymation. It's so creepy. But it's so hilarious because Rambo makes a, an appearance in the song. <laughs> Real Rambo? <laughs> it, it's not Sylvester Stallone, but it's obviously like a voice, uh, you yeah. know, just somebody impersonating it. But it's hilarious. <laughs> Three little pigs. Gosh, I, I, it's already written down. You that only is... Three little pigs. <laughs> Me and um, Garrett Lewis discovered that one night when we were just kind of sifting through YouTube videos and we were just interested in claymation and I saw that. I'm like, well, <laughs> I thought it was going to be some, something completely different, but green jelly, three green little jelly. I like I like the walkthrough you gave us too. That really painted a picture. I was imagining myself <laughs> in Zach's record store. Back in 1993. Back in 1993. You're, you're wearing your brand new polo button-up that you just got. It's Friday. You just got out of school. and Polo by Ralph Lauren. By Ralph Lauren. Oh. Lauren, sorry. it's In Kentucky, we call it Lauren. Lauren. What about that voice crack? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brady. Whew. My number seven is a song that's near and dear to my heart. It's a Chala Head Chala. And I'm not sure who sings it, to be honest, but it was the Dragon Ball Z theme song for a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And growing up, I was really into Dragon Ball Z. I was really into Naruto, just all anime. And, you know, still I'm into anime to this day. I don't really watch as much as I used to when I was younger. But, you know, just something... I grew up with. But this song is, to me, one of the easiest songs to get stuck in your head. And, you know, I don't care if you like anime or not. You should listen to this song and just be greeted with insanely inspiring, uplifting Japanese guitars and if if you've ever listened, have you ever listened to Japanese like rock or metal? I haven't, but it's been something on the back burner I've been wanting to get into. Well, this might be a good place to start because it may have been an anime theme song, but it's by a Japanese rock man. Mm -hmm. um, and just it's it's so weird. Like I always think of Dragon Force. Like everybody knows Dragon Force from Guitar Hero, like Through the Fire and Flames, mm -hmm. like that crazy synthesizers that sounds like electric guitars. Mm -hmm. Like it's that kind of stuff happening. And it's just one of those songs that bang my head with. If it comes on on my Spotify shuffle, which is why I actually wrote it down, because it did, it's like I have to sing until the chorus, you know, and I rock along with it, the crazy guitar solos. So it's a good introduction to Japanese rock music even though it's, you know, from Dragon Ball Z. But, you know, the inner nerd is coming out, everybody. All you listeners, it's here. The inner nerd. So I don't want to get no hate for it because I love it and I'm allowed to. You're not, you're not going to get any hate because we're all nerds deep down inside. That's true. That's very true, Brady. It's better to show it than hide it, you know. That's right. Get more enjoyment out of enjoying those things. 
Number eight. That is a number. It goes around and around. <laughs> it's almost, if you turn it sideways, it's the infinity sign. All right, I'll shut up now. My number eight <laughs> is wild pointy finger. Okay, wild pointy finger. Are you familiar with Mr. Hayes Carl? No. He is, um, he's out of Texas. Ray Wiley Hubbard, you've heard of Ray Wiley Hubbard, haven't you? Yeah, I know he, that name. Ray Wiley's wrote a bunch of songs for him. But um, it's pretty self-explanatory. We all have a wild pointy finger. And it could be taken as accusing somebody or making fun of somebody or, you know. But this, I mean, this song just gives it a fun kind of aspect of, you know, we all got a wild pointy finger. Why we got to use it? You know, that's, I'm assuming he's a country artist or like a rebel country, you know. Yeah, just, it's, it's not very mainstream country. But I'm, but that's the kind of song somebody would write that knows how to tell a story or has mm-hmm. experienced something, right? Because we all, we're all familiar with the wild pointy finger now that you've explained it, you know. But it takes somebody, you know, that thinks about that kind of stuff like, you know, that pisses me off. You just pointed at me. Mm-hmm. Right. It's that kind of, you know, and I'm not going to just say it's a Southern thing because I'm sure it happens everywhere. But in the Southern culture, somebody points at you. That's disrespectful immediately because you're taught growing up. You don't point at people. You know, if if you do anything, somebody you wave at them and you shake their hand. You don't mm-hmm. point at people, even if you're just describing something. So, I mean, I, I liked it. I'm going to give that a listen. I'm intrigued. What is your um, number eight? Okay, so number eight takes us into another realm of electronic dance music that was very popular in the 80s and 90s, and it's called Eurobeat. Are you familiar with Eurobeat? I am not. So, very popular European dance music. Um, So, I really don't... Daft Punk started, you know, they're, they're French, so I guess they kind of moved Eurobeat more into a modern thing. Mm-hmm. But way before Daft Punk or anything, Eurobeats, like if if you've ever watched like a Guy Ritchie movie, like with Jason Statham from the early, like Snatch, I think about from the early 90s uh-huh. with Jason Statham and Brad Pitt. Um, Eurobeats that like fist pumping, dun, 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 almost like Darude Sandstorm. Yeah, I guess yeah. I, that might be Eurobeat. I'm not sure. But the song is Think About the Way by Ice MC. And it is just my favorite culmination, my favorite Eurobeat song that there ever was. And I used to listen to a lot of Eurobeat. And, you know, the reason I got into all this dance music and dubstep is I could put it on in the car, either on the way to football practice or on my way to work. Kind of get, you know, the juices flowing, the blood pumping, you know, the head banging. Yeah. So, and, you know, a lot of that music didn't stick with me. But this Eurobeat stuff, it, 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 I actually do try to play this song, you know, at least once a month, I think of it, because it's so fun. And there's a, and I don't know, kind of like dubstep dance music kind of has the, the drop, you know, but mm-hmm. it's not bass. It's not going to blow your ears off. But just like, 
it's fun and you hear it and you feel like you've heard it in a million movies and I'll, I don't even remember. I might've found this from an old movie or something, but think about the way ice MC. Whenever you said Eurobeats, I kind of just envisioned a Fiat commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good way. It's like a car, it. car driving out of the water to just dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what you should think of. <laughs> Oh my, this has been so much fun. It has been. (laughs) We still got more. (laughs) Two more. Number nine. Are you familiar with Jane's Addiction? I love Jane's Addiction. They're crazy. For everybody who's not familiar with Jane's Addiction, it is a late 80s, early 90s band. Came out just kind of in between that period of getting past hair metal and Mm-hmm. You know, transitioning into grunge and harder rock. How would you describe <sighs> them, like, genre-wise? I see it as alternative. Like, rock. Probably, like, some of the forefathers of modern alternative rock music. Yeah. they. I mean, they are up there on that list for sure. I always listen to Jane's Addiction in high school and right after high school and really just got a weird vibe from it. So I laid it down and didn't come back to it until last year. And, um, I was shown some good songs by them and this one's actually really good. It's, it's just a weird track sound wise. I mean, it's, it's supposed to be a love song that one of the members wrote for his uh, girlfriend or wife or, what what have you? Um, it's a song I don't understand, but it's just so weird sounding for a love song. It's called "Summertime Rolls." Okay, I'm not familiar with this one. It's it's kind of weird because it's almost like you you know some of their songs they kind of scream and mumble mm-hmm. to where you can't yeah. even you know comprehend the words, and I've not really gotten the guts to look up the lyrics i can kind of gather it is a love song though you know it's kind of yeah it's it's hard to picture it because you can either picture it as the way it's said it sounds like it's two kids in love not necessarily like an adult when i think of jane's addiction i think of the song mountain Mm -hmm. where they're just yelling come on round the mountain and then it's just cool guitar riff and I think of the song Stop, which more people probably know because I think it was on Guitar Hero. But they're like, stop. And then like guitars, like just they're crazy erratic. Yeah. Screaming, like you said. That's what I think of. And I always liked Jane's Addiction because they were different. I, di- I don't really listen to them. You've probably done more listening than I have. But the songs that I do know, if they come on shuffle, you know, it's like you get kind of hyped up about yeah. it. So I like Jane's addiction. They're Summertime weird. rolls is definitely not hype. It gives you some weird vibes, dude. Okay. I mean, well, you'll, have, you'll have to check it out. It's, it's an odd one. What is your number nine? Okay. So my number nine is a, a song, but it's also just the band's kind of feel in general. The song is, uh, the sword by the band Freya. Hmm. Or I may have that backwards. It might be Frey the band. I don't really remember, but um, 
they're like Viking rock, like Viking metal. And all of their lyrics, you, you know how some metal bands and the lyrics are always like old stories and fables and, you know, like Greek stories or Viking stuff. And th- they just do a lot of stuff. Their art's all Viking. And they just have really, they're like the king of like hard rock metal riffs. Like, I think they started the early 2000s and they're still a band now. But like, if you want to hear some like good, just guitar riff driven music with like Viking lyrics and like these Viking stories and these medieval stories. Mm -hmm. And then they're kind of like sound wise. If black Sabbath met Mastodon. So black, black Sabbath and Mastodon aren't too far off anyway. And from, you know, just, but if you mix them together, you'd, you'd probably have the sword. And they're just a cool band. Viking rock dude is what I wrote down. And that's the best way to describe them, you know, to me. And I'm sure they have more stuff that I haven't listened to. They might not only be Viking, but I think of Viking rock, and I'm sticking with it. So listen to it. It's cool. Yes, sir. It's weird. All righty. Number 10, or number zero one, um, if you're dyslexic. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> dis- I, I actually discovered last year I was dyslexic. Really? Yeah. But that's it's, the most com- it's the most common disability. Disorder. Disability. Yeah. Yeah. I was working at Ace, and I never noticed it before, but I, I started to notice it like every week I was reading the numbers on the screen backwards. Because hmm. I'd, ta- I'd take somebody something or give them their change, and they'd be like, this isn't right, and i look back at it, and it was something different. I was like, gosh. Hmm. I have listexia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Number 10. Good old electric washing machine. Electric washing machine. Circa 1943 by the late, the great John Hartford. What else is there to say? You could have a whole top ten of weird John Hartford songs. Which we're going to do, by the way. Oh, yeah. We've actually, like you were saying, you can go ahead and say uh, the week in December. Oh, yeah. So we have a couple plans for John Hartford. One is we're going to do a John Hartford podcast. We're going to talk about his life, and we're going to have Colonel Stephen Middleton on, who is a the foremost expert of John Hartford that we know. Mm-hmm. Very knowledgeable. Uh, and because there's a lot of people that uh, don't know, you know, I've told a lot of people over the years that I've been listening to him to listen to him and they have no idea who it is. Mm-hmm. But then for his birthday week, he was born on December 30th, right? Is that correct, Brady? 27th or 30th. I can't remember the 20, exact it's, date. It's, it's, but either way, it's the last week in December. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a week full of podcasts all on John Hartford. They'll probably be shorter than our regular podcast, but they're going to be specific podcasts for John Hartford. Um, so that's that's very exciting. I'm and really looking forward to it. John Hartford's the man. He's the dude. Greatest. So um, it'll be fun. In the song Good Old Electric Washing Machine, John discusses missing the integrity and 
visual appearance and sound of his old washing machine that he used <laughs> to have. And he, he gives you the sound it made, which I cannot repeat because I can't really do it. I, I'm not good at the <laughs> making sound effects. But it's that's a, that's a really weird track the first time I listened to it. And that's, that's one of his earlier works, I believe. It is, yeah. Um, it's one of those songs that you listen to and you kind of fall in love with John Hartford. Yeah. Um, I think everybody has their first fall in love John Hartford song. Mm-hmm. And mine was uh, the very first track of Mark Twain. Skipping in the um, Mississippi Dew. Sk- skipping in the Mississippi Dew. Mm-hmm. Um, but if someone heard that song, I'm sure that would that would rank up there with a song. You listen, you love it, you never turn back. Yeah, that's kind of what did it for me when I was getting into his catalog. Was that song? And it's it's the opening track. I'm pretty sure on Earthward Earthwords. I think it's the I, album. I'm not for sure of the track listing, but it sounds right. Yeah. I'll say it's right. I appreciate you validating me. <laughs> <laughs> it's all I wanted. Uh, what is your number 10, sir? All right. So number 10 is another hip-hop song from, I think, the early 90s. Might be late 80s. But it's by uh, Black Moon. And it is uh, Who Got the Props is the name of the song. And what really... What I really love about this song is it's super jazzy and chill mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing. And then there's like the 808s come in, right? But it's it's got kind of a unique vibe that I think a lot of modern hip-hop and rap is kind of emulating with the real instruments and it's kind of soft, it's kind of jazzy. Well, that's... Um, laid back, chill rap. In, in the 8... When did you say it was, the 90s? I think it's early 90s. Early 90s. See, that's kind of, I can see it being influential because you didn't really see much 808s in hip-hop until, you know, later 90s, early 2000s is when they started really making a... But most of it's just like those hard kick drums, not like the mm-hmm. really deep 808s. Yeah, this one you, this one you can tell it's, you know, the electronic drums. Mm-hmm. But it's it's got some real keys and real bass from what I can tell. I might have to go back and get it a deep listen. I might be completely wrong. Yeah. But it sounds like real instrumentation other than the synthetic drums. But it, it's really cool. And first time I heard it, um, I remember being attached to it. And, and I think I shazammed it and then instantly put it in my Spotify because mm-hmm. I loved it. I don't know. I might have heard it on the radio somewhere. But it's one of those songs you listen to and you just kind of sit back and chill with it and i thought it was strange to show up in my spotify who got the props who got the props well that was a fun little segment we did there golly (laughs) that was a lot of fun and i feel like i could do it like two or three more times and have a completely different list yeah um i've probably got 15 more on my back page here that yeah. I can just run over real quick. <laughs> I, Go ahead. Here. Here I'm going to I'm going to give you let's see. I'll give you 3. Get, let me get one, my pen ready. Go ahead. You get your pen ready, Brady. So, one is another artist, just every one of his songs. His name's Richard Cheese. <laughs> he covers popular songs in like a uh, Frank Sinatra kind of big band way yeah and it's real funny because he'll 
he'll do like Snoop Dogg or whatever, but it's, it's just, he's just kind of funny. Um, the next one, Timey Kangaroo Down Sport. A lot of people may have heard of this, but it's by musician Rolf Harris, who is a very influential Australian folk musician. And he was, he's probably best known for his kids' songs and the work he did with the Beatles, which was basically he was on a radio show with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but later in life, he is best known as being a murderer. Um, <laughs> wow, so, that took a turn. Uh, <laughs> and so he's just a strange guy. And then number three, I'm, I'm going to put two more because one is Dim Jeans by Chingy, <laughs> uh, which is some for some reason in my Spotify library. Um, and the next one is How I Beat Shaq by Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter. Um, <laughs> Aaron Carter. I want candy fame. I don't know. I was it came on. I don't know if I put it in there. I don't think I did. But you know, it's how I beat Shaq. And it's in there and oh. I'm not getting rid of it. So Apparently Aaron Carter has gone insane. I can imagine. Like any child star, of course. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I mean I've last time I saw him in the news it was for like him like Getting a restraining order or something. So. <laughs> I can't think of one child star who made it out all right. Well, Justin Timberlake kind of. He did well for himself. Yeah. Um, he was hasn't Adam, done anything crazy. Was Adam Levine a child star? I'm not sure. It's possible. I think he was on like the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse or something like that when he was a kid. He, they had some kind of. He might have been. But. Um, but the rest of those Mickey Mouse kids went off the deep end. Britney Spears did. <laughs> Was was Christina Aguilera one? Because she's not I really think done she anything was, crazy. Yeah. No, I don't know. We're not the experts to talk well, about she, this. She dates but. Blake Shelton. That's pretty crazy. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't thought was know. I thought it was Gwen Stefani. Shoot, I get all my people messed up. I categorize it's Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani and Christina the Aguilera are the same. Yeah. Um. Because when Gwen Stefani was on, it's like two seasons she was on, that's when they had their affair and he divorced Miranda Lambert. I think. I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's Gwen Stefani. If it's Christina Aguilera, I'm sorry, world. We're not the experts, but it is walk, what it is. I walked upstairs the other night and um, on the TV was Blake Shelton playing on the Grand Ole Opry and I immediately turned it off the TV. <laughs> If that gives you any kind of how I feel about Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton had a promising start. I do have to oh say my. that. Seeing, seeing his first album and where it went, just kind of. Yeah, I mean, he was almost like a modern day Travis Tritt in a way mm-hmm. at the very beginning. And it's weird to say modern day Travis Tritt. Because the 90s doesn't feel like it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago, but Mm-mm. it was. Just well, weird. a lot of Travis Tripp fame came in the early 2000s, too. That's when his big, That's big true. hit yeah, came out, like 2001 or two, was Great Day to Be Alive. But this was an awesome episode, man. I enjoyed it. We're going to have to do one of these down the road again. This is This is fun. So we have been thrown around the idea of doing a shuffle episode right just shuffle your spotify and then Mm -hmm. 
talk about whatever song comes up. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking we do that. I'm thinking we shuffle five times whatever song it is we talk about it and why it's in our library, and we yeah. just do that for an episode. So if you're listening, you know, let us know if you like that idea. Or as always, you know, if you have ideas, let us know. Yeah, don't hesitate to message us or anything. I actually got a message with an idea on Instagram from a fan, and it was really good idea, and we're going to use it down the line. So it's great awesome. to have that kind of interaction with people that are listening with you. It is. Because, you know, as much as this is our podcast where we talk about stuff that we like and, you know, make it out to be what you're not hearing, you know, it's it can evolve and be everybody's thing. It can be a project from all of us, and that's kind of really, I guess, something that we would like, right? We want to be the People's Podcast. The People's Podcast, featuring The Rock Johnson. <laughs> can you smell what the tech is cooking? <laughs> that's that your new tagline. I, that reminds me of my high school nickname was ATAC. <laughs> so... Yeah, I've, I've actually heard that one before. <laughs> Can you smell what the tack is? It, it didn't stick like a thumbtack does. <laughs> I love dad jokes. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, well Brady, um, we've made it to the end of episode four. Would you like to give us an outro? Or is it my turn? I don't, I, I don't remember. I think it's your turn. I'll give it okay. to you. <laughs> all right. Thank you all very much for listening to What You're Not Hearing. This is, and it was, what you're not hearing. We'll see you again next time. Doot, doot, doot. Doot, doot.